This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis riding out again on old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And I appreciate every one of you who turned in and listened to the old Trailblazer, whether it be early, early in the morning or late, late at night. We're on about 100 radio stations. We're on a different time. And I would like to ask you folks to help us with the broadcast if you can. And then also that you just let me know that you're listening. Where are you listening? We have stations that if they're non-productive, if nobody's listening, we'll just cancel that station and save a few dollars and go on to some other station. We have stations that would love to have this broadcast. We just can't quite afford it. But if you're listening up there in wherever, Hoboken, Hoboken or Grand Rapids or Sacramento or San Benito or Little Rock or, or uh, Tucson or wherever you're listening from, uh, drop us a card or a letter. And or if you like to do email, my email address is uh, pastor at radiomissions.org. Isn't that simple? You just write me a little note, say I'm listening up here on XYZ or whatever. And then uh, I also mentioned oftentimes the radio stations are very, very cordial to the old trailblazer. They promote the broadcast. And if you have a, a, a station in your area that you listen to, call up the station one day and tell them how much you appreciate the old trailblazer broadcast. And they appreciate that. They have a man there that uh, in charge, and and uh, they they appreciate that. Tell them you tell them you appreciate the old trailblazer, and if they can give us a little 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 lanyap sometime, you know what that is, lanyap. That's a southern Louisiana term. A little something extra. Uh, we have a radio man up in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, that he uh, comes on the station. And he said, "Well, yo folks, better get ready now. The old trailblazer's fixing to come on." And I appreciate him, Mister Ted, and. Uh, you folks could do that. Just give us a little shout-out, so to speak. But let's get back to our study. We're looking at the woman, the queen of the home. We looked there yesterday in our study, and we got kind of all worked up. And I, I neglected to bring you some verses that I wanted to, to do that in conjunction with this study. If you look in your Bibles at 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Now, I want to read those verses there, some of those verses. To go along with what we bring in here, it's not particularly the same, but it, it'll go along with it. It says, uh, speaking of the man, I will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Now, in verse 9, in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with godly fear and sobriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but that which becometh a woman, professing godliness with good works. Now listen to this verse. Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. I permit not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, and then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with sobriety. Now, I like to, we not, not our subject today, but I like to touch on that. Don't you like to see women uh, dress themselves uh, modestly? Now, I don't, I don't lay down no rules for folks to, to go by here in this ministry. I just believe that if a woman or man knows the Lord, wants to know the Lord, wants to be live godly, that it's not hard to find how that we should dress. And the Apostle Paul calls it with modesty. 
Now, you don't have trouble figuring out what modesty is, do you? I know that I hardly ever go uh, out in the world, in the shopping world, but once in a while. But I see, I see two things that just tears me to pieces. First of all, I see teenagers, four or five girls come through the mall, each one of them with a cell phone, they're texting and, and dialing and whatever. And then I see the clothes that they wear. Now, my friend, I don't, I don't appreciate seeing naked women. I don't. I think nakedness is the ugliest thing it ever was. The Lord never intended for us to be naked, never intended for girls and boys to go naked. I do know that we got some of the young men that's just as bad as the girls, but it seems like it's more shameful for girls to wear a low-slung tops and high-swung bottoms. And what they're doing, they're just inviting inviting the perverts of this world who, who run around looking for those things. And those little innocent girls, 14, 15, 16, 18 years old, and my friend, I just tell you what the Lord says. He says, in modesty. Now, we're, that's as far as we're going to go today. I'm not going to tell you how high to wear your dress or how low to wear it. But I believe if you're concerned at all about your daughter, mother, you won't let them go out when they're dressed uh, immodestly, when they, when they got too much flesh showing. Oh, I tell you, my friend, flesh. Flesh, flesh, flesh. I get tired of seeing it. And I, I, like I said, I don't go there very often. But let's, we get back to our home and talking about the woman being the queen of the home. We'll get back into that later on about how we, should, how we should dress and how we should do those things. But let me give you this picture. Here's a man who's the Lord, whom the Lord has saved and uh, submitted himself unto the Lord, recognized that God is sovereign and does as he pleases, and he honors the Lordship of Christ by being made a new creature in the Lord. And then there's a woman, his wife. If she's been saved, become a lost sinner, taking her place, and become saved, become trusting the Lord, she recognizes her place in the government of that home under the lordship of her husband and becomes the queen of that home, and her desire is unto the husband, and he rules over her with a rod of love as Christ rules over the husband with a rod of love. Now, I want to quote you a verse in Song of Solomon. We all know who Solomon was. He was the wisest man that ever spoke. But listen, listen to how he describes that. He said, who is this that cometh from the wilderness leaning on her beloved? Now, that's the position of the wife. She cometh up from the wilderness of leaning upon the arm of her beloved husband. The church leans upon her beloved Christ. There you find a balanced picture of a redeemed home. The queen leaning on the arm of her beloved. Now, I know some folks say, well, the old trailblazer gone off on a tangent, gone off kind of off a, off a deep end. No, I know. I know what we have, my friend. I know that uh, surely I get sentimental sometime, and I would love to see those. But I know there's, a, there's a, something that takes place when the Lord saves a sinner. Do you, you ask me sometime, I have folks write me and ask me, Pearl what takes place when the Lord saves a sinner? Well, one of the first things that you can recognize is that the Lord gives you a new heart. I'm speaking on that in our 11 o'clock service tomorrow. The Lord said, I will give you a new heart. Now, what is the evidence of a new heart? Well, it's a new spirit. The new spirit. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man, and you could put woman there, if any man or woman is saved, 
He's a new creature, or she's a new creature. Now, are you a new creature in Christ this morning? Tonight? You got up early to listen to the old trailblazer? Are you saved? Can you tell me that you're saved? Well, you might have just got up to where you could criticize me. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm pleading for your soul, my friend. Woman, man, boy, girl. I'm pleading for your soul. Are you saved? The greatest thing in this life is to be saved. The thrust of my ministry here on the Trailblazer broadcast and in the pulpit, at the Radio Missions pulpit, is to warn sinners to flee from the wrath to come. We sang that song, there's a great day coming, a great day coming, but the next verse says there's a sad day coming. And I often quote that song, there's a sad day coming, my friend. But listen, listen, do we ever think about our souls? You, you people who hear me, I know there's many folks who hear me from, over, from here to all the way to, to North Ireland, to Sweden, to Switzerland, to Germany, to Pakistan, to Taipei. I know there's folks who hear me. I get letters from them. Are you saved? You say, what is salvation? It's trusting the Lord, looking to the Lord, leaning upon the Lord, giving up all pretense of righteousness and coming to the Lord as a poor old sinner without anything. We used to have a man here worked in the ministry with us. He said his name was Jack, and he had a little song, a little ditty he sang. He said, my name is Jack. I'm nothing at all, but Jesus Christ is my Lord and all. And he had about 12 or 14 verses that he had made out of that song. I wish I had all of them. But his main theme was, he said, my name's Jack, and I'm nothing at all, but Jesus Christ is my all in all. So I asked you, I asked you, what is the the main thrust of your life, is it, is it to eat, sleep, and drink, and have a good time, and go to hell? My friend, have you ever thought about eternity? Do you think about eternity, Mom? Dad, do you think about eternity? I'm not talking about shaking the preacher's hand and joining the church and call that salvation. That's no more salvation than a hog with a side saddle. I'm telling you, salvation is trusting the Lord, seeing that you have no hope beyond what Christ did for us. And the Lord said he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That means lost sinners. And I told the folks the other night, I said, I'm glad the Lord put that verse there. He said he came to seek. Not only did he come to save, but he came to seek. And Christ went about all over that land there in the hills of Judea and the Galilee and the sea and seeking sinners. He went to where the harlots were and the whoremongers were and the, and the brothels. He went to the brothels and in the gutters, and, and he said he came to save, my friend, and he says he's longing to save sinners. He's waiting to be gracious. I wish you'd, I wish you'd think about that, my friend. There's only one means of salvation. That is the blood of Jesus Christ being applied to your heart, your soul, wash away your sin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. The old trailblazer is not some kind of crazy kook, my friend. I'm just as normal as you are. I have a soul that the Lord reached down and saved one day and gave me grace to trust the Lord, to rely on him, to fall down right down on his word and say, thank you, Lord. The Bible says Abraham believed God. You know what's your problem? You don't believe God. You don't believe his word. And I told my folks here the other night, if you don't believe God's word, I have no message for you. What, what, what used to me standing up here blowing my lungs out uh, trying to get you to trust the Lord if you don't believe God's word. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I hold it up in my hand here, and I said, believe it and be saved. Disbelieve it, 
and be damned. My friend, there is a day coming. That sad day is coming. And I know we've gotten off our subject. We're looking at the woman, the queen of the home, my friend. But listen, listen, have you ever taken your place, mother, and your husband is the head of your home? I can't help it what kind of husband he is. Now, I'll tell you this before we get off. If your husband will not go with you to service, to take the children to service, you get them ready and take them yourself. If you have a preacher in your area where he preaches the gospel, or you can sit down and listen to the trailblazers, or our Sunday services are all available on the Internet if you'd like to know how to get there. You call me and write me. We'll send that to you. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis, uh, coming out like a roaring lion sometime. But yet I'm meek, meek and mild. The Lord's given me a tender spot for sinners. Oh, I love sinners, my friend. The Lord, yeah, I believe every born-again believer loves to see souls saved. My greatest ambition is to see you saved, my, my friend, my, my family, my loved ones out there. Maybe you make fun of me. Do whatever you want to, my friend. But I tell you this, Christ died for sinners. And this is the old trailblazer. Remember my mailing address, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.